You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at my home on unceded Wurundjeri lands for 3CR in Nam, Melbourne. And I want to acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded on these lands and a treaty hasn't been signed yet. My name is AC. August 6, 2020 marks 75 years since the bombing of Hiroshima. Today I'm sharing a talk by Coco Kondo, a hibakusha from Hiroshima speaking about her experience as a survivor. This audio is from Beyond Trinity, a special panel discussion that the International Campaign for the Abolition of Nuclear Weapons, or ICANN, hosted to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the first nuclear explosion, codenamed Trinity. The host of that panel discussion, ICANN Ambassador Robert Tickner, starts off by introducing Coco Kondo. Our next speaker is uh, Coco Kondo, Um, I'm going to read you a little bit of her CV. I think some of you may know a little bit. Um, Coco is, of course, a a very prominent uh, person in this movement. She was one of the youngest Hiroshima A-bomb survivors and is, of course, internationally recognised as a peace advocate. And what a remarkable thing it is um, um, to come from Hiroshima to carry that, that message of peace. Kondo was born in November of 1944. At the moment, the bomb was dropped at 8.16am on August the 6th, um, 1945. She was an eight-month-old infant at home, less than one mile away from the hypercentre of the bomb, Um, the first of two bombs, of course, used in World War II. Of course, she was too young to remember the bombing, but as a child, she was heavily influenced by her father, uh, the Reverend Kiyoshi uh, Tanamoto, who was hugely instrumental in helping rebuild Hiroshima and in promoting that message of peace um, that I mentioned. Um, He created the Hiroshima Maiden Project, which assisted young girls who'd become disfigured in the attack and worked with the Moral Adoption uh, Project, which raised funds in the U.S., to build orphanages in Hiroshima for war orphans. Um, Coco has been involved in um, so many things, but one event of particular um, significance and poignancy for the world um, then and now um, was that in 1955, um, she appeared on the popular television program of that era called This Is Your Life, and she was um, placed in um, the very uncomfortable position of meeting with Captain Robert A. Lewis, who was co-pilot of the Enola Gay, which dropped that first uh, atomic bomb. And I'm told that uh, episode is on available online. I've never seen it, but I'm going to make sure I do see it. So, Coco, um, thank you for joining us today, and the floor is yours. Thank you very much. Why you told all about me, I don't have to 
give a talk. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, everybody. It's just so nice and giving me this opportunity. I was only eight months old, maybe. The day of the August 6, 1945. So that means I don't remember anything. My mother was able to you know, carry me on that day. Then the whole house crashed. My mother was unconscious for a while and consciousness came back and it was you know, dark inside the house. She, of course, asked for help, but no one came out to help us. So she made a little hole, she took me out, and we were able to get out from the house. When my mother was out from the house, she saw the environment, fires all over the place. The fire just came into you know, our house, so we barely made it. My father is the minister of the church. It's about uh, 800 meters away from Grand Zero. The church was, of course, destroyed too, but the, all the walls were able to you know, stand. According to my parents, uh, right after the disaster, of course my mother got, my father and mother got sick and they told me that I had a high fevers and blood diarrheas, no doctor, no medicine. And one of the medical students came and said to my parents, I'm sorry to say this, but I don't think Coco can make it. But 75 years since that disaster, I am still living. But today I would like to uh, talk about why I'm you know, uh, now uh, working for the, uh, how shall I say, being a you know, uh, survivor to tell the story about Hiroshima. When I was a little girl, the teenager girls came to church one by one. But at first, I could not see their faces. Some of them could not close their eyes because the, you know, the, the, it was you know, disfigured. Some girls could not close their mouth because it's all melted. Lips are melted. I could not see their faces. One day, the one girl found the little comb and combed my hair. I just wanted to see the combs. I turned it. Well, at first, I saw her hands. All the fingers were melted together. Gee, what's happened to these girls? But being a little girl, I could not ask, you, ask them. I knew that's not a nice thing to ask. But the girls are talking to each other. Then I learned 
there was one bomb was dropped in the Hiroshima city. So little Coco thought, I am the good one. So when I grown up, I am definitely going to find a person who are on the B-29 in Uruguay. I am going to revenge. I'm going to find them, and bite them, and kick them, or pinch any of them. But I know that's not the you know, good thing to do. So I put everything deep in myself. I'm going to wait until I grow up. I am definitely going to find the person who are on the B-29 in Oregon. But that was my, you know, uh, plan. But sometimes the plan would not come the way I dreamed. 1955, my father took 25 Hiroshima maidens to the United States for the plastic surgery. A day after, my mother received a phone call said, please come to the United States, but do not tell your husband or any other person. Well, we went to the United States. I will never forget May 11th, 1955. We were on the big auditorium. I was able to see the three person on the other side of the stage. Why is my father's best friend from the Emory University, because he educated there. Oh, Dr. Green were there. I was happy to see him from the distance, saw him from the distance. And another lady was a Miss Starkey. She was a missionary. Right after the war, they came, many of the missionaries came back to Japan. Oh, Miss Starkey is there. I was so happy. But third person, I never met in my life, or I never saw his, you know, pictures. I asked my mother, who is that guy over there? She was hesitant to tell me. But later, she had to think over, and she said, Coco, the man over there, his name is Captain Robert Lewis, who was a co-pilot of the Inorogate. I was so shocked. I am not the stupid to go run to the middle of the stage and give him a punch or bite or kick. I know that's not the right thing to do. So I just stared at his eye. You are the bad one. I am the good one. If you never ever drop the bomb in the city of Hiroshima, Many children didn't have to become dolphins. Many people didn't have to die. And many girls were completely disfigured because of the heroin. Ralph Edward, the interviewer, asked the Captain Roos, Mr. Roos, how did you feel after you dropped the bomb? Captain Lewis said, 8.15, they came over the Hiroshima city. They dropped the bomb and they had to leave right away. But they had an order to see the result of whatever they dropped. 
the NRIA came back to Hiroshima. From there, he said he saw the Hiroshima. Hiroshima was disappeared. Then he said, I wrote it in my log. My God, what have we done? Staring at his eye, I did see the tears came down from his eye. My goodness, I thought he was a monster. No, he is not. He's the same human beings. I learned that while adults are still talking to the, you know, the state, I looked inside of myself. Oh boy, I thought I was a good person. But I had a bad evil in myself too. He, sorry, taught me that I shouldn't hate this person. If I hate, I should hate the war itself, which human being calls. As I told you, I have a bad evil. Yes, sometimes I fight with my brother. Yes, I have a bad evil myself. Inside of myself, I was 10 years old. God, please forgive me. I shouldn't hate this person. If I hate, I should hate the war itself, which we human beings caused. Toward the end of the program of This Is Your Life, I walked just like in a crab. My eyes are facing toward the audience. I walked little by little close to him because I just wanted to touch his hand to show my apology. He realized and he felt my little hand touching his head. He held my hand very tightly. That's the moment I changed. When I think about Hiroshima, my parents always thought, told me, you were able to live through it, and you're the only one baby able to live through from the disaster in our neighborhood. That's why we want you to work for peace. We want you to work for Hiroshima. But I said, no, not me. I don't want nothing to do with Hiroshima. Because when I was a little, I had to go through the ABCC uh, checkup. Atomic Bomb Casualty Commission, they wanted to know, they wanted to study how the radiation affected the human body. So I went there, but my puberty age, one day I had to stand middle of the stage, almost naked. I only have a little tiny thing in my body. I said, oh boy, I am never gonna tell anyone that I was in Hiroshima. Goodbye to Hiroshima. I went to Tokyo for high school. 
them went to Rises for my college education. The end of last, well, uh, the senior year, I decided after my education, I had to go back to Hiroshima, but I don't want it to. So I decided maybe I should marry to somebody in the United States. Then Hiroshima is nothing to do with my life. So I engaged, but engagement was cut off because I was a survivor. One of his uncles is a medical doctor. Coco is no good that she could not bear the normal child. But it's because of that the reason I had come back, came back to Japan. Last sermon I heard from my father's church. He said the August 6, 1945, he was in the mountain. He was thrown by the strong wind. Then he saw the city from the hill to Hiroshima City. Fires all over the place. He said, first thing came up to his mind was, what's happened to my daughter? What's happened to my wife? What's happened to my church member? What's happened to my neighbors? He rushed down to Hiroshima. Many people asked for help, help, help. He said, being a minister, that day, I only concerned about my family. Many people asked for help. I tried to help my mess, but my concern was my family. That resentment put me into the peace work. When I heard that, boy, dad, you did a good job. Yes, I cannot do like he did, but I would like to walk. Footstep of whatever he walked. My father once told me, Coco, we cannot change the world, but if person to person, we can make it. Yes, 75 years passed, but still we have a nuclear weapon in this world. We don't need it. The young generation, they carry the next generation. We wanna, I wanna, each one of them to live through peacefully, peacefully life. Our world is so precious. I'm still believe we can make it. Don't you think so? Thank you for your attention. Thank you. That was Coco Kondo, Hiroshima Survivor. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced this week by me, AC and brought to you with the support of the ACE Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth. Thanks to the speaker today, Coco Kondo, and discussion host Robert Tickner, and also Jim from ICANN, who organized the Beyond Trinity online panel discussion where this audio was recorded. I'll add a link to the video of that discussion on the 3CR website, where you can also find our podcasts of the show, www.3cr.org.au.
www.radioactive.org.au forward slash radioactive. That's it for today. This show was produced at my home in Nara, Melbourne, and distributed across these stolen lands known as Australia on the Community Radio Network. You can get in touch with The Rad Show by looking us up on Facebook or by calling the station on 0394198377 and leaving a message. We'll finish the show today with a song by legendary reggae musician Peter Tosh, No Nuclear War, from his 1987 album of the same name. Thanks for listening, and here's to a nuclear-free future.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.